because we are doing the responsible thing and practicing social distancing, these podcasts are being recorded remotely. There you go, scan and go. This is Ginny Doctor from the Mohawk Nation Turtle Plan. Welcome to season two of Sacred Teachings, a podcast series in which we share the wisdom of our elders. This season is called The Path to the Stronghold. The Navajo Nation spans across lands in New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona. Right now, the Navajo are reporting more coronavirus cases per capita than the state of New York. Over 40% of homes throughout Navajo Nation do not have running water, so it's difficult to fight this virus. Steve Darden is a revered Navajo elder. He is also our good friend and brother. In this episode called The Armor of God, Steve talks about this crisis. When I first started to deal with this issue, from, from just a mental space in my life. And my wife was sharing with me the information and what was going on and so forth. Uh, it's interesting that I, as a traditional practitioner, people call me a traditional healer. And I remind people, I'm not a healer. I'm just a facilitator of ceremony. I, I sing songs for people, I do prayers for people, and oftentimes utilize herbs as well that are provided by the women folk. The Creator, however you call Creator, in our tradition we call Creator the Holy Ones. Uh, it's kind of, it's akin to, you know, in the Bible it talks about there's a God of fear, God of love, and God of jealousy. Well, the non-Christian, the, and I told Mark this before, Bishop Mark, I said, it's interesting, if I were uh, to, to really test you, my friend, I said, I would say you lied to me. You told me you have one God, but in your Bible you have three, a God of fear, God of love, God of jealousy, things of that nature. And he said, oh, no, no, those are the personalities of the one God. So, well, my God has 12 personalities, so my God's better than yours. So we tease like that, my brother and I, and humor, humor. And Navajo, we say, has been real significant during this time, uh, remembering the humorous stories of our elders, and stories of coyote, stories of different beings and whatnot in our journey. But also, I want to really let you know that I reflected on my biblical stories that I read, particularly focused on Ephesians. Or you dress yourself, you're, you're, we are told to dress ourselves daily with the armor of God. Uh, my sister, Jenny Doctor, and my precious friend, Bishop Mark McDonald, they know me really well. And I live as a traditional practitioner practicing the what's called the protection way, the Nagyeta. And we dress ourselves with a sacred ceremonial spiritual armor. We call upon the black flint armor, the turquoise flint armor, the abalone shell flint armor, and the white shell jagged flint armor. 
when we lay these side by side, and this is conveyed in the series that Mark and I did together with the assistance of Reverend Deborah Royals from down here in the States. It's called the Gospel in Four Directions. I don't know if Mark has ever shared that with you, but we shared stories where our traditional teachings from the First Nations people, indigenous peoples, and the Christians were not parallel, were congruent, were the same. And that's where I've really focused uh, my time in my Hogan. And I'm, I have a place that way back 21 years ago, when we moved to this land out of the city, we built a Hogan, which is a traditional, one of five traditional dwellings. And for me, it's my church. My church can be, of course, anywhere out there in the wilderness. But that's where I go and focus my time and energy and spiritual isolation. And I've been in prayer for people I have never met, may never ever meet. I have been in prayer for so many, so many different people who have called. My normal life entails that individuals will call me and ask if I'm home. And when I say yes, they'll say, can I come over for you to do a ceremony for me? And I ask them, what kind of ceremony are you seeking? And they'll say, well, I need a diagnosis of this and that, or I need a protection way, or I need ceremony for a young man, things of that nature. And I say, well, okay, well, I have time, and they'll come over and we'll visit, and I'll do a diagnosis. And then from there, other things will happen based on what is revealed. So I've been doing that. I've sat with my crystals and uh, was particularly reminded through this whole process. One of our most significant, what we call journey songs, life journey songs, talks about how the pollen, the sacred corn pollen will guide me. And also the sacred crystal will guide me. This crystal has 12 sides. You turn that crystal, you turn, you, you count each of the facets. It has 12 sides. It's not man-made. It's natural. Creator put this somewhere in a cave and somehow it came to me. I didn't buy this. It was gifted to me. And so I basically have taken that lesson and I look at all that has been revealed through the media, through the papers, through, through a number of sources and back down to our traditional basis. And I've looked at this. And I was reminded that way back in our tradition, the Navajo tradition, and a lot of our First Nations people, they had monsters that came upon the land and that decimated the population. And we have those kinds of stories. And, and in the midst of all of that, the, the, the Holy Ones gifted to the people a very sacred being. The sacred being was picked up by first man on one of our sacred mountains. And this sacred being was raised up by first man and first woman. And they raised her up. We're a matrilineal matriarchal, matriarchal society. So she was raised up in a, in a beautiful traditional manner on the earth. Introduced to all of the things that we are connected to, the, the four-legged, the winged creatures, the standing green nations, the creatures of the waters, 
the reptilians, the insects. And that's what's been a wonderful thing about this whole thing is reminding us of that. I want to particularly note that on one day, there was still a lot of snow on our sacred mountain, just, just to the west of where I reside. It was still very cold, and yet the ants had come out, and I had, I had not yet heard the thunder. I was perplexed why the ants were out before the thunder. Then I started to see other insects were out and about, and I started to see the prairie dogs were out and about, and the moles were out and about, and I was chuckling. I said, it's interesting that all of these that go underground and hibernate are out now, and humans are now hibernating in a sense. Uh, what an interesting irony of sorts. And then not too long after that, I, I, I heard the thunder. And of course, it brought the beautiful rains. But for me, I dressed myself as I learned of these things with that sacred spiritual armor. I sang the songs that were sung for the twins, Monster Slayer and Childborn of the Water. There's a time at these twins, one male spirited and one female spirited, were old enough that they wanted to meet their father, the sun bearer. And they made a journey to their father, the sun bearer. But before they left this plane of the earth, they had ceremony done for them, not at their request, but the elders knew that they were going to a very dangerous and a lot of evil things that they would encounter along the way. But ultimately through the ceremony, they made their way to the sun bearer's home and he brought back sacred weaponry. And they brought back sacred songs, sacred ceremony for our people to utilize, to overcome. So they started to overcome the various monsters. Some of them were even their own relatives. It's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the other day we saw a clip of people trying to hurt each other because some people were not wearing masks and others were demanding that they should be masked, that they shouldn't be allowed into this restaurant because they weren't wearing masks and things of that nature. So people attacking each other, acting like monsters. It's sad, but that's what's going on. So anyway, I sit in the Hogan and I, read, I, I played these stories in my mind, in my heart. And I literally became the twins. I enacted being the twins and I enacted being on that mythic journey to our father, the sun bearer, to beseech him, to beseech the holy ones as to how we could overcome this being. What came to me was that one time there was what was called the gambler, Nuish, being he that came upon our people and decimated a, a, a tremendous number of our peoples and won possessions, material possessions from them. And a young man was beseeched to take on this gambler. The gambler was shot, if you will, back into the cosmos, but one day would return. And this is the way this is that that, that gambler would return even more powerful. And it's been really interesting that people have been making um, like, if you'll do this for me, I'll change my way. I mean, I've heard a lot of that kind of stuff because I've gotten calls from people who, who were 
kind of like riding the fence traditional and Christian wives who, who, who had uh, medical issues, brain surgery because of removal of tumors, people calling me to pray for them about those things, to pray for the surgeons to help them, guide them through those kinds of processes. And then keeping in touch with me as best as they could after their surgeries and tell me what they encountered, what they endured. And a lot of them, interestingly, told me that they, they turned to the Lord because of fear. I kind of had to chuckle at that. Because so much of what's been played out here by the Christians and the media is that, uh, for instance, right after the full 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 moon that they call the pink moon uh, back in April, the Mormons came out and said, it's going to be the end of the world. And a lot of people uh, kind of played off of that and were hypnotized by that. And no hope, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. But for me, I was able to sit in my hogan on a dirt floor with no running water electricity and become literally those twins in spirit and make a journey to our mother, our matriarchal mother, changing woman, and talk to her in her home place. Okay, what can we do here? What is the message that I can bring back to my people to help us to overcome this pandemic, this monster that has come upon us? So things were revealed to me that I will, will not really share here. I don't think that's the appropriate medium to do that, but I was revealed things in the crystals. Not again, man-made things, and, and, and uh, Mark particularly will appreciate that. There was two images that were very clear to me in the crystal. First talking God and second talking God, that we call made themselves present to me in the crystal. And I had not felt the level of joy that I felt that day as I related to a great majority of my life. That day, the moment that those two revealed themselves to me in the crystal, there was uh, the beautiful songs were animated at a whole nother level. I seemed to be energized and animated in such a way that I sang my songs with joy. I always try to sing the songs that I was taught with with joy, just, just like people who sing gospel songs try to sing it with joy and love. I mean, it just animated my spirit in such a way that it really uh, let, lift, lifted me in so many ways that it, it strengthened me. And it helped me to endure the things that I committed to because I, I'm not bragging in any way. I sat there the first month of all of this almost every day for hours in prayer, supplication, about how we can share with people the, a message of hope. That, yes, this is terrible. This is sad. And, and it opened us to pray for not just those who were suffering from this, but those that were, if you will, on the front lines. Those that were having to deal with it at a, at a number of situations. So it was really, really quite interesting in, in the way that it seemed like crystals were appearing from every which way and individuals were being revealed to me that needed prayer. 
was I was reminded that first and foremost, I must pray for all the women of all the world who are with child. And the anxiety and fear that they must be enduring of what they're going to bear their babies into. And I prayed for all the babies that would be born that particular day. And oh my gosh, I thought about, you know, what did, what emotions did they feel their mothers going through as they were part of their mother's body? Things of that nature. It just opened up these avenues of thought and prayer. And so I found my spirit not wandering, but seemingly moving to, if you will, like massage the hearts and the spirits of people that I never knew, that I may never meet. And in that, my, the best word I could find out was a, a compassion, a love for, for people that, again, I may, may, never, may never touch, may never see. And so I extended myself in that way, and so I sat there for hours upon hours. And then my wife would send, you know, my son down to check on me. Are you okay, Dad? And, and I would lose track of time. Just to focus time and energy. And I found myself connecting with people that I hadn't connected in a long time, and I sure appreciate the technology for that. People from all parts of the world, from, from the east, the south, the west, and the north, and there's this expanding circle. But above all else, uh, I guess my message is that I was really reminded that, you know, like in Genesis, God created the earth and the bodies of water and this breath, and then placed fire within the earth. We have fire within us. That's why we have the temperature. Those sacred elements, that is our life, that is our body, that is our mind, that is our soul, that is our spirit. I found myself praying for our earth mother and all the foolishness that we as man have done to our earth mother. All the pollution in the waters. All of the pollution in the air. When I started to do that, Without asking about, people are sending me pictures of Los Angeles, San Francisco, and other big cities where there was smog. And people are marveling. There's no pollution I can breathe. The animals are out here on the streets. The people are hiding. No jet chemtrails in the sky. The sky truly is blue. Things of that nature. And I'm not the only one that did that. It seemed like people from throughout this region started to connect with me and saying, you know, are you doing this? So we feel like you are doing it. And we're asking you to join this and this and this and this. And so it was a tremendous, uh, seemed like, a, I don't know, uh, the best term I can come to is like affinity of spirits coming together. Uh, people from different parts of the world, some that I've, I've never met and I may never meet, that were, however they got a hold of me, I started to be busy with uh, just responding to those and just acknowledging it. So uh, it's created a tremendous uh, energy. Uh, the joy of it, for the most part, for me, has been the women, young, young women claiming 
their power, claiming their healing, claiming their medicine, and how they're coming together. You know, it's, it, to me, what a lot of this to me is, is man-made. <laughs> and it seemed like to me what's been revealed, it's going to be the women that's going to bring the healing. It's kind of bringing us back to that time that we were gifted this sacred being, this beautiful feminine being that came the matriarch of our peoples and brought us so many teachings. But it brought me back to a level in my traditional stories where I became the twins. In our songs, that's what we say, I become the twins, as monstrously. I'm dressed with a black flint armor. I'm dressed with a, I literally actually physically seem to experience that. And it, it, it made me courageous in a very different sense. It made me feel bold in a very different sense. I felt protected, felt safe. Okay? And definitely dreams. Uh, I've had a lot of people sharing with me dreams. So I've sung a lot of dream songs for people over the phone uh, just to help them feel relief. So I must learn how to look at everything that we call a circumstance, a situation, a pandemic, if you will, from all the 12 different sides and not get hooked just in the scientific or the medical side. Okay. These are the four forces of life, the earth, the air, the fire and water. They're all sacred. We're made from these. They're all powerful. They're all more powerful than we are. But if we can just truly engage the essence of each of these, we will overcome. We will overcome. But again, the songs that talk about our sacred mountains, I've sung those songs as I've never sung them before. They've really become alive. They've become animated in their spirit. Their inner form seemed to reveal themselves to me. The inner form of the water, which is feminine, has become so much sweeter, so much more powerful to animate my life. Now, in all of that, too, what's interesting, is that it seemed like my physical got weaker. But my spiritual, my mental, my emotional just seemed to flourish. But my physical, I started to feel things that I did not enjoy. Uh, pain that is not good. Uh, but I'm, I'm tolerating it. And I know I'm going to get over it. But it seemed like, uh, my, my wife described it, it seemed like you're kind of taking on a little bit of the anxiety and fear that people have been telling you about. And it's revealing itself in, in those, those parts of my 67-year-old body that, that caused the ache and the pains in those joint areas. And so it's been really interesting. And of course, my wife said it's because of the way I've been sitting, as they say, Indian style for hours upon hours, day after day after day. So made me transition to sit in the chair now. But normally I would sit, as they say, Indian style, cross-legged on, on the earth. But again, those are the kinds of things that uh, I think all of us will feel that and experience that. Even you might feel those kinds of things when you get that focused energy. Because the interesting thing is you're not feeling it at the time that you're focused upon others. It's when you're done with doing that. Then you're dealing with it at another level. 
But in that, you just transition and you use these. And I say this to myself. I say it hurts so good because we're spreading from our heart of hearts, love, compassion, prayers for healing to all those that have been touched by this. And we all have been. Down here in the States, there are, there are commercials by all the actors that we're all in this together. And so in that manner, we just have to collectively, again, for, for those that will inherit whatever we leave behind, we have to pray for them. And again, we find a lot of people praying for those who have lost loved ones. A lot of people calling me, telling me they're praying for those that have died because we don't know if they died in fear. A lot of tears from people saying, I didn't get to say goodbye because they weren't allowed to be with their loved ones at that time. That, to me, I think has been the hardest messages to, to have to listen to because you don't know how to really respond to them with words. I mean, I have personal relations with people who lost loved ones to this virus or the, 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 the other aspects of the virus, okay, like the, the blood clotting that created so, certain other things. But again, it's, it's, when I look at the animals out here, the birds out here, and that time that the earth has had to heal, hopefully the waters have been able to flush themselves out to some degree in the air cure in some manner or fashion. Uh, if that's what God planned, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I just appreciate uh, some of the quiet that we've experienced because of the, you know, less traffic and so forth. Uh, outside of that, uh, I just fully embrace that I am a sacred and divine spiritual being, and I'm connected to a higher power than me. And my job here in this life is to continue to provide as best as I can through words, through prayers, through song, that hope is still alive. Uh, we have to have faith in one another and above all else, love one another. But we can't do that unless we do that for ourselves. So I'm honored to have shared this time, but I, I have truly embraced my, my, my. I am the Neh, a.k.a. they call us Neville. I fully embrace that. I speak my language. I sing my songs. I'm a practitioner of our ceremonial ways. I try to live as traditional as possible, even though Western educated. I've chosen to live, uh, at least during this significant time of change. Uh, most of my time is at my hogan, on a dirt floor, no running water, no electricity. And just truly embracing the beautiful, simple ways that I was raised up. Sacred Teachings, Path to the Stronghold, is now streaming on Spotify, Podbean, and Mimeo. See you next time.